Bigger than Capes. Give me some outside. Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to it, and then I watched it. Oh, 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 oh,
Oh, I've been catching up on She-Ra, mm. um, which yes. is just wonderful, wonderful cartooning. Unashamedly, like, just camp and boisterous. Uh, genuinely, like, quite funny. I am. Um, I find myself regularly just like sitting around thinking about Shira and just like no real reason, and just be like, "Man, Shira was good. I miss Shira." Um, yeah, the same with Kipo as well. Kipo is something that keeps coming back up. Like, can I just keep watching the two things over and over forever and eventually die happy? Kipo. It does just sort of seem that the the people who were inspired by Avatar, like the first time it came round, uh, that is the last uh, Airbender, rather than the you know the blue, yeah, the blue tall people, um, account are kind of now making cartoons in that same vein. I can't, I can't continue. I'm watching Matt laugh at the image he's put in the chat. <laughs> I need to see it. I mean, oh my god, you, he is so rate, handsome. This gorilla, he can gorilla. do it. <laughs> On so many levels. Oh, um, wow, we're so derailed in like <laughs> less than five minutes in. Is this we're a already... record for derailment? Um, I think we've we've we'll have to like rank how quickly a podcast can get derailed, but yeah, to set the record. Um, but yeah, Shira, great. Go watch it. Yeah, no, yeah. that's I second that. Um, it's just good stuff. It's good, good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> catching up with some of my like comics that were um, quite popular like a year ago. So uh, oh, yeah. things like Isola, uh, Invisible Kingdom. You can yeah. tell where I am in my like I'm in the eyes as well. Working my way alphabetically through, but I do it often where I I buy loads of books. I need to see this one as well. I buy loads I'm of just books. enjoying Zach's reaction there's to no it. Con- there's no context to this, and I missed the context. Um, are we going to have to include these, like in the <laughs> in episode notes, so the people yeah. at home can bask in the glory of whatever that is? Um, yeah, I'm sorry to the the audience out there who don't know what's happening right now. It's um, not really working in an audio format. <laughs> I am um, in a in a similar way to Will. I've been trying to catch up on the things that I've purchased and ignored. Mm. Uh, after, let's be honest, the best part of ten years since I read the first volume, I finished. Uh, I finished. I, I finally finished reading Alex and Ada like two Yay! days ago. Oh wow! Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah. quite a tight. Is it over three volumes in the end? Yeah, three trades. Um, doesn't end quite the way I expected, but I think no, the no. third. You know, I I read them back. Like I sort of bought them as a pack and read it all. Was there any delay between either issues or volumes? Because it just it feels like the third volume takes a bit of a left turn, as if they walked away from it and come back and thought i've sort of changed my mind about what i want to do here but i don't because i read it all as one i don't i don't know whether that's yeah true it's, it's weird because that is a similar feeling to what i had I, I have not checked but it feels like yeah it feels like it's kind of a conclusive volume but not necessarily what was intended to be the third volume yeah, yeah. um i've also this might come as a shock but i'm still reading teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah. so, so how far along are you now in the great turtle reread <laughs> Well, I, I've 
<laughs> I'm in a period where I've I've just read the Mute Animals uh, miniseries. Beautiful um, stuff. I love the Mute Animals. Arguably my favourite miniseries. I think it's oh, it's, it's good stuff. And it's Paul Aller, who we um, obviously we've been covering Hollow Heart at biggerthancapes.com, also mm. in that yeah. roundup last month or the month before. Um, it's kind of nice going back to some of his previous work where he just does Turtles miniseries and. But yeah, Mute Animals is really good. I've been reading some of the ongoing, so I'm up to about issue 50, so I'm halfway. To how how much longer goal. have you got before the goal? I've got just over a month to read a lot of comics. Yeah. You've got about 70 issues, haven't you, give or take, with all the tie-ins? Sorry, sorry Angela, just, I need to do this. Shut up, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, yes, I've got like at least 70 issues because I've got 50 issues of the main series mm-hmm. and the tie-ins. The next thing I'm going to be reading is the is the Casey and April miniseries, which I've read before. So I at now, least... Now in context. Yeah, context probably helps, right? Uh, yeah. But then, yeah, you know, I've got TMNT Universe, which is like 20 issues. Um, so great. Yeah, I've read a bit of that before as well, and I, I'm looking forward to reading it with a bit more context. That's probably for the best. You get a lot of Sophie Campbell in that bit as well. A lot of Sophie Campbell art. That is what I'm here for, mainly. Hells, yeah. It's real good. Um, around, there's some other great artists, like, uh, is it Matteo Santaluco? Who does City Fall and a few oh, of the others. Yes. Real good. Um, yeah. I, I expect this is a stupid detail that comes from reading too much time turtles in one sitting but i'm really into the fact that he gives them all like slightly different styles of masks that's mm. that's where i'm at in life now <laughs> different masks their heads are different shapes they all have slightly different colors of green yeah and they all have different combinations of like wrist pads and elbow guards and knee guards so that no matter what the scenario you can always tell which is which is yeah. is genius yeah. there's certain things that i've have come up in my like appreciation from reading so much of it that i'm like there's things where i go wait a minute have they always had slightly different colored wrappings on their feet and then think what am i doing what i could not matter less to like the reading experience like have they always had slightly different whatever and the answer is no it depends on the artist but at least I'll have somebody to go to my TMNT anonymous meetings with now. It was just it, it was just me on my own reciting <laughs> the storylines from the comic. You talking to a rat and <laughs> yeah. this one time with Shredder, and <laughs> but now you can listen to it. There's yeah, there, there's things that have come up. Um, so I've recently read uh, Attack on Technodrome, mm. and I I've tried. So I did like a little. Um, I've been doing the video diary for myself on instagram and i've tried to give away no spoilers but my entire thing for that was just me going oh this is good this is <laughs> this is proper good like and i think Take my fact, word for it yeah, yeah it's like the fact good. that it's like city fall eight issues attack on technodrome and it's just such a solid like this is good stuff though this is proper good stuff so that's my review of TMNT issues 150 plus all the minutes. <laughs> good stuff. Just proper good stuff, mate. Um, and on that bombshell, Angela, yeah. have you been doing anything? <laughs> Nothing. I can't top any of this, can I? I mean, come on. Like, leave me. Um, I've been outside. I mean, that's a novelty, isn't it? 
going outside. It's a great thing. You know, having people in the garden. I mean, generally, you know, a couple of, you know, one of them lived with me, so it wasn't that exciting. <laughs> but, you know, but... you know, I had one person in the garden who didn't live with me. So, you know, wow, that's uh, that's a lockdown thing. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that. And, yeah, um, trying to review all the things for biggerthancapes.com. I've fallen behind a little this week, but don't worry, kids. There's a lot of excellent, terrible word salad content for me to come on that one. You've, you've been an absolute machine, yeah. Angela. You have been, yeah. been pumping Whereas them out. It's, I'm it's about to only horrible. get my. I'm about to only get my second uh, piece up in the next couple of days. So you know, I'll, I'll sl- as long as you never review anything again, I'll slowly catch up with you over the course of I'm, a few I'm years. I'm a quantity, not a quality girl. Which, if you've read the reviews, you will understand what I mean by that. But no. No, it's been fun. And I got to do an interview as well. The yeah. Other yeah. Week. That uh, was fun. Last week's episode, the interview with yes. David Post. Yeah, he's a very nice chap. He is, and it's a really good interview. I feel like I've learned some things. I was, yeah, it was It was interesting as we were going along. I was learning as we were going. It was very exciting. Excellent. So, yeah. Incidentally, this has been a double interview week, because we've also had the interview with Matt Groomgore. Oh, yes. So many, many interviews. So to all the comic creators out there, if you want to be interviewed and we know what you've done. <laughs> even if we, we don't, even if we don't, I, some of the interviews like that I have to panic prepare for, interviews be good. I, I stand by that. Yeah. I like hearing things from people and learning stuff that isn't just our own speculation. It's nice to have some context. I only yeah. want to hear and read things that support my already insane beliefs. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Luckily enough for Will, I think every interview we do probably does just reinforce his insane beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> Comics be life. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the point in the show where we should give a shout out to our sponsor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and who is our sponsor, Matt? Um, yeah, our uh, sponsor is uh, Traveling Man. They have uh, comics, manga, uh, board games, trading card games, uh, Funko Pops if you're into that, um, and good figurines as well. Um, and uh, they have stores in uh, Manchester, York, Newcastle, and Leeds. Um and uh, they are on the web as well at Zach. Travelingman.com. Yep, there we have it. <laughs> and uh, I are they have they reopened yet, Zach? Yeah, yeah, they're back. They're, uh... They have, I've been in. Oh, what was it like, mm, Will? It was pretty much the same as when they closed. They've rearranged a little bit. This was the Manchester store for any of our erstwhile listeners. Um, it's been rearranged. There's still a... Uh, maximum people in store but in terms of the goodies and stock it's all back to the way it was so action as usual lots of lots of copies of uh, berserker issue two in various covers <laughs> huh <laughs> good to know if only we'd got issue one <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it was issue two anyway there's lots of them <laughs> So, that is our sponsor. Yeah. Please, go check them out, I guess. 
So, back in reality world, this month we've got four exciting comics from four... No, four <laughs> books, three publishers. You decide how exciting they are. Yes. One review of each. To rule them all. Yeah. Or not. Um, we, we have predetermined our order, which means I'm up first. Yay! I've straight yeah. in. So, I didn't say it that in that order just to make you have to. That's fine. I uh, I live for this stuff, you know. It's... So I'll be introducing you. Please gather around, people. I'll be introducing intru- <laughs> I'll be introducing you all to the silver coin number one, the ticket. Published by Image, written by Chip Zdarsky, an arted, lettered, coloured, conceptualised, I don't know, by Michael Walsh. Um, There is also editing by Chris Hampton. Um, All right, I'm going to just just go for this because I didn't write anything down. So uh, brace yourself. So in the silver coin, Joe is in a band. I can't remember their name. I'm sure it's something clever. They're in a band, and he's in a band with his friends Ashley and Joe, and they play music like, but they play rock and roll, and unfortunately, discos come around, and we all know what that means for rock and roll. He has to take a backseat to, you know, disco, because people like disco. In the 70s, at least. That's right. Yeah. Um, and Joe finds himself a silver coin amongst his mother's possessions. Where's his mum, you ask? She's left. Why? I don't know. Where to? <laughs> Just cause. Um, so he finds himself a silver coin, which he ends up using as a guitar pick, which if anyone's ever played guitar with a coin, you'll know how much that sucks. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Um, yeah. Ha- however, he finds that playing with this magic coin gives him... Oh, sorry, yeah, the coin's magic. Um, he finds that playing with this coin just makes him better and makes the band better. And people stop thinking they suck and that they like disco and start thinking that they're having a good time seeing his band. Running Red. <laughs> yeah, uh, Running that, Red is the band. Running Red, thank you. Oh, I it, knew it was... It's a bad band name, so it's, it's not going to stick in the memory. What's yeah. worse is I read it when it says running red and I read it as something else and then had to go back and be like, I can't do what this said. I don't know why I mis- mistook it for, but mm. Mm. Um, so I would say, and I, I warned Angela, I was going to do this and I'm so sorry. I'm ready uh, for this now. This story is one part, um, the red shoes. So the kind of old horror film, horror Powell story. Pressburger film. Could be. Red Shoes dances herself to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like ballerina. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yes, and one. Ooh, part... I didn't realise you were a Powell and Pressburger fan, Will. Indeed. Oh, we should have a a mini episode on the Life of Colonel Blimp. Oh, Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. Yes. Anyway, sorry. We'll, we'll sorry, stop go on. right there. <laughs> that wasn't even the bit that's going to derail this chat. So it's one part of the Red Shoes, and I kind of feel like it's also one part. Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. And Yeah. Um I mean it is. And I didn't know that was a combination I was gonna be like super into, but <laughs> here we are. I'm 
I'm kind of into, you know, guitar pick makes you super talented, but also, you know, leads to your inevitable demise live on stage. It's yeah. relatable. It speaks to me on a personal <laughs> level. We've all been there. <laughs> we'll be looking for magic cursed coins that can give us that extra edge and then yeah. kill us all. Maybe this is it. I, I played guitar with a 10p coin at one point and immediately wrote it off as painful and uncomfortable. Maybe I should have kept going until I found the right coin. That's, that's the problem here. The right evil magic coin. Yeah, maybe like, it was a fif- 50p you should have yeah. looked into, perhaps. Definitely uh, yeah. not a 20p. I think we all know that. They're just yeah, too, too weird a size. Um, <laughs> anyone got anything they... <laughs> they want to add before i just go down a guitar pick coin <laughs> i mean sorry andrew i feel, feel like you're gonna go there um i can go it's it's a very good book that's that's all i have to say <laughs> um no no it's Close. it's i like the fact that you've got this this it's a self-contained story but also yes. you know you've got the, the silver coin is the thread that's going to tie all these different issues together because they're all done by different people. Although I'm expecting Michael Walsh to literally be doing all the art, all the colours, all the letters all the time. So. Oh, God, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I'm really into the fact that it looks like the next issue, which is Kelly Thompson and Michael Walsh. Oh, it is like a... Yeah, it's like a Friday the 13th. It looks like Friday the 13th. Yeah, Friday the 13th. It walks like Friday the 13th. It's called Girls of Summer. I'm... That looks good. All in. I'm just... Yeah. I just really like the concept of the kind of horror anthology, but having that the through line of the coin. Yeah. Um, and I guess not to, to sort of spoil too much, but we know, I mean, from conversation, that it doesn't end good for our erstwhile guitarist, Joe. No. But what I really like is that it is set in the 70s, and the person who picks up the coin isn't the immediate next story. Yeah. And I really like that, that it suggests yeah. that, that we could come back later to another story set in the 70s. That's true. Or yeah. the there might be something else. Just going to be time hopping. Absolutely. I mm. think that's really cool. And we can just see the journey of this coin. And I guess as we see it, learn more about what it is and, and why it's doing evil magics. Yeah. Evil magics. Evil magics. Yeah, because the coin is really nice because it's got the little eye on it and, you know, bit of bit of blood dripping down his finger. It's very, the images in it are great. With what Angela's coin. saying is that she, she wants the coin so that she can write even more reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll have the, more right evil there. reviews. Evil reviews, yes. Reviews that mean you can't turn the computer off and you just browse the internet all night. Until your computer overheats and yeah. you die. I mean, I've, done, <laughs> I've actually done that, though, so that's, that's just a curse anyone who has a computer lives with, really, isn't it? True, very, very true. Um, I, I I do think this is really good. I think Michael Walsh's art really works. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some really nice individual panels. There's the one where he's kind of holding the coin over one yeah. of his eyes. Big fan of that. Um, I wonder how long it took him to practice that in a mirror, you know? Uh. <laughs> so, like, I really love the sort of some of the face, like some of the face work in mm. this. Like, and when I realised actually how much I liked some of the expressions and stuff, it was seeing the dad. Yeah, that's actually yeah. one of the things I was going to go for. The the sad father figure is a just... sad sort of just broken man. 
Like it doesn't it doesn't even have eyes. Yeah, like has, you see them yeah. see eyes for like one yeah, like one, one panel, panel when it? he lowers his glasses, but yeah, like it's just great like and the droopy mustache. Mm. Like ties it all together and like he just looks just so sad in every panel and I love I just love how real it feels. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and there's a lot of, like, I think that's one of the best examples of it, but it's there in, like, in everyone. Mm. Um, in all of the characters, like, there's that um, excellent sort of communication of, like, character through facial expressions. And there's a um, great showing of time period through facial hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> very seventies. Yeah, the uh, the Bee Gees like cover band. Yeah, um, disco are hits. Incredible. Yeah, yes. that's them. Um, are incredible. Like for not looking exactly like the Bee Gees, but like being enough like what you what you expect a club band that covers like the Bee Gees would look like yeah it's yeah. Yeah, so accurate like, the guy at the back looks um the main guy from uh, electric light, light orchestra mm. um, um oh god what's his name that guy <laughs> yes yeah, gone <laughs> collective misremembering of ELO frontman. Which, of course, means one of us is going to scream his name in about 10 minutes' time. While we wait for that inevitable scream, uh, yeah. I think that I think one of my favourite bits about this is the colouring and yeah. how it uh, helps with like the pace of the book. Um, every change of scene is a different colour. Every time they change from one place to another, whether it's on stage, backstage in a house, in a bedroom, like mm. they are all represented by different colours. And I really think it helps with the pace of a book. If you're trying to tell a story just in one issue, obviously you need to get a lot of information and sometimes cover quite a period of time. And I think this really helps that happen. Yeah. yeah. And yes. Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn. Hey, Jeff Lynn. Thank well, you. Well done. Um, and we, we see the same colours come up a few times, but, but yeah, I think... So, so we get some green pages, some red pages, some pinky purple pages, some blues. Yes, it's like yeah. largely monochrome. It's nice. Every, every change is just a change of scene. So often when they're playing, it's like a hot pink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is one example of it being kind of, I guess, green when they're hanging out. Which yeah. Yeah. Immediately made me thought they're all smoking joints. Yeah, there's a bit, I think they are. Yeah, there's a bit when they're outside, and then there's like there's no color filter. That's the the one bit where mm. there seems to be um, just kind of natural colorings. Mm. Uh, when they're backstage, it's kind of really murky um, and kind of grays and blues, and everything kind of has a tone and a feel to it. And I just yeah, I thought the coloring was was excellent and really assisted the book and its storytelling. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say the lettering because that's the kind of person I am, as we all know. I I also like the lettering quite. The a lot. lettering is ex- 
excellent. I think it's the best lettering of any book we've looked at this month, week. Um, particularly because so much of it is Joe's like inner monologuing self. Mm. And you can sort of see as he slowly loses it just a little bit under the influence of this coin, there's a definite shift yeah. with it. Um, it's very scrawly. Yes. Um, which is which is nice. Um, um, I, I thought the... The kind of narration we get that's like floating in the air rather than being in narration boxes did kind of remind me of uh, is it Hazel in Saga? Her narrations are always oh, just like written yeah. places. Yeah. Which is nice. It's something yeah. we don't see that often. So it's nice when we do. It Agreed. Is. Yeah. I just want to yeah. know what they sound like, this particular band. <laughs> <laughs> that was my question. Yeah. What I found quite amusing was that when he's at the end and he's playing and he's in, he's joined uh, disco hits. So they must be playing something like Night Fever, and all these people effectively like dance themselves to death, or until the building burns down around them. Spoilers. Oh yeah, probably a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. But the 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 art, like it looks like he's playing some intense death metal, and it's yeah. like shredding his fingers apart. But you think like the real well, sound must be incredible. I was tame. thinking like I was thinking like Hendrix. That's mm. it. Like he's really yeah. sort of like wigging out. But when you look at all the people, they're still doing like disco dancing moves, and so I assume that what's happening is still just disco music, just the best. <laughs> the disco best, most aggressive. Either that, music. or it's it's staying alive at five times speed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to ask the question: Death metal disco does that exist? Is that a genre that I I need to look into? Or? I am looking Somebody Google that. Yeah, if if no one else is doing it, I'm just going to throw my hat into the ring as I think that might be. I think uh, that's that's a niche so there. there 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 looks to be a band called death metal disco scene damn but do they Sorry. do what they want do they do what i want them to or do they just think that's a cool name i've not listened to them yet zach <laughs> we'll come back with an update next time um i yeah no i think as quite a simple creative team with just the two people really and yeah. an editor as well but I, I think this is really well put together, and I think it comes across that Michael Walsh has put a lot of time into the art. There's also that one panel with the lettering, um, when everything gets kind of crazy and warped and weird. It's funnily enough, the same page as the disco dancing scene where we, um, where all the words kind of like start yeah. to fall off the page off the panel. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's, it's... it's creepy and weird. That's what it's... I'm here for. It's just a really well put together book. Yeah, it's really well paced. I think a lot of first issues that we read through doing this, we sometimes feel a little bit undersold in terms of what the story is going to be because it's the first of a bigger thing. Because this is self-contained, it's a really satisfying issue to read, I think. Yes. And because it's part of an anthology, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens next and it's got nothing to do with these characters but it's such a well-paced and well-written kind of almost freak of the week style mm. yeah kind of like it kind of could it could have been 
an episode of X Files or like Supernatural or something. Yeah, or yeah, yeah Crypt Keeper. Like Chelsea uh, yeah, Crypt. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that kind of uh, that kind of thing. Um yeah, great, great stuff. Agreed. Yeah. Which I think that might bring us to so, reading this comic, it felt like, you know, real magic had been... Um, ah, yeah. There was there. some magic working in that little yeah, point. And speaking magic of magic, with... Will... Yeah. Let's There's... get you to talk about this comic. Not sure where you're going with this. Well, we're <laughs> gathering up our ideas on how to do a transition. <laughs> mm. Okay. I don't get it, but next... <laughs> Magic the Gathering, issue one from Boom Studios, written by Jed McKay with art by Ig Guerra, colours by Ariana Consoni, and letters by Ed Dukeshire. Or Dukeshire. Depend- depends where you're from, I guess. The kind of elevator pitch of this book is that three leaders of uh, three of the great guilds of Ravnica are the targets of an attempted assassination. The reason behind the attempt and why these three were targeted is a mystery the guild leaders set out to find out. Too many outs. Doesn't matter. There it is. They're out. I uh, will preface this by saying I'm a fan of Magic, the Gathering, the game. Um, And I read this with a bit of an unusual viewpoint, uh, I think, going into it. I have a friend who I play magic with, but he's not a huge comics guy. So I told him about that these these books were coming around. Um, so when I read this, I always had at the back of my mind, like, what would this be like for somebody entering it who isn't a comics fan necessarily? So coming from the magic side of things. And then I thought about it. Well, what would it be like if you read it and you're not a magic fan, but you are a comic fan? I've got to say, I don't think it really succeeds on either <laughs> either way round, if I'm entirely honest. I, I think you might have considered those two possibilities a great deal more than anybody at Boom Studios did. Maybe so. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's... It's, mm. it's, <laughs> Thank it's you. a comic. There are, lots, there are lots of bits about it that... Uh, I kind of had me smiling. So there's a load of name drops that obviously yeah. played the game. Yeah. Like Ravnica, Zendikar, Dominaria. Yeah, and Jace. Fucking Jace. Yeah. yeah fucking <laughs> somebody drops like the Eldrazi seemingly showing up. Yeah. So all of those bits are quite fun. And I think if you are coming from Magic to comics, a couple of the name drops are sort of amusing. But in the same way, when a sort of a comic book film drops something for the real comic book nerd and you can have a little giggle to yourself and be like, oh, nobody gets it but me. But really, it's not It's not a sign of artistic intent. It's just <laughs> a, little, a little tidbit of, uh, of, of information. Hmm. I think one of my complaints about a lot of those Easter eggs and name drops is they're all like within the first like five pages as like a super dense exposition-y like... Yes. Whilst they do feel like name drops and Easter eggs, it's also like, all right, sit down, shut up. We're going to give you all the information right now. And it's like. It's incredibly dense. And I think. Yeah. Yeah, But only for the first couple of pages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're coming from a comic side without having played any magic, and I don't know what. 
what you use, guys. That's kind of me. I mean, I yeah. know I am aware of magic. Somebody tried to teach me how to play it once. It didn't end well for either of us. Um, so I'm familiar <laughs> with it. I know, you know, what a guild is and all the rest of it. But my actual working knowledge of magic is, quite frankly, appalling. So I was kind of coming from it more of a comic side. A man exposition's boring. I was like, yeah. oh, I kind of know that's a reference to a thing that exists in magic, but I don't know what it is, and I don't particularly care. Um, so, I yeah, it's... It didn't sell me. No, I think it's a number one yeah. from a brand new studio as well. So really yeah. like working from the ground up. It has a really difficult task because like magic is both has really, really dense law and mm-hmm. also lacks a lot as well. Like it, yeah, of the, the connecting law, tissue. Definitely, the law exists just to purpose the art on the cards, basically. And, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, occasionally. Yeah, and I, I had, so I had this exact conversation with Marta yesterday, where she pointed out that like Warhammer has books, or D and D, or Halo. Every, every mm. game property ends up having a, a comic or a book or. I don't know, any kind of things. And there's normally like a hundred books and people say, ah, five of them are good. And I guess that's the same kind of thing here where not every magic comic is going to be like for everybody and not every Warhammer comic. There's a lot of these things. And this probably isn't the first magic comic there's been, let's be honest. Sure. Absolutely, I yeah. think Marvel used to have the license, or maybe Dark Horse before Boom did. But yeah, mm. th- there have definitely been other, yeah. other, other runs. I just think, I, for me, I, I would have preferred it if you look if you took one character and had them exploring yes. the, the, the the various planes and worlds and learning the law that way, as opposed to just being, as you say, kind of rammed in the middle of it. Yeah, just then, going in in media res, and but still having to do that huge exposition drop mm-hmm. over the first few pages, rather than letting it unfurl naturally. But I guess the thought is that, like, basically, if you're going to buy this, you're probably buying it because you like Magic: The Gathering. Mm. It just seems yeah. like a perfect marriage between two like yeah. niche doms of of nerd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I just feel it's missed the bar for both. I think the art's quite like pretty. I was going to say, I will say, like the art is nice. Is actually very nice at points. It's just maybe yeah. a little too clean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A bit digital, yeah. or a bit shiny almost. Yeah, I think the action can be a little bit confusing sometimes. I think there are some perspective changes or where it's flicking between characters, it's sort of mid-action. Yeah. The, particularly yeah. if you are coming in it as a magic fan yeah. and not as a comic fan, you might might not have that um what's it called? The sort of knowledge of reading a comic. Yeah, you might not term. have the yeah. you might not have the vocabulary. Vocabulary, mm. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Then then I could see you reading this and, and being real confused about what's going on. 
I mean, I, I do have a comic background and I was still confused during certain... Yeah. I had to look at the panels a couple of times to get, oh, yeah. Because yeah. it does it does feel a bit like a melee. It's like, well, you've got this guild and so there's an assassin here and then there's this guild and there's an assassin there and there's this guild and there's an assassin there. And like you say, it would have been way better if we'd have just had one character to focus on yeah. just doing a thing rather than... Here are all the guilds. Here are a bunch of assassins. They're all getting together. Now they're going to another guild. Oh, by the way, here's Jace the Planeswalker. And it's like, this is too much. Yeah. Whilst I I like the art, and I I was going to talk about how I think that there's some really nice kind of design work in here. Except I, I then got really conflicted about that as a compliment because it's not really design work for the comic is it it's design work that's well, been done it's a mix amount of years ago for a lot of it it's a mix like that you've got to remember that like interpretation yeah design as well like you'd have a like you know for some of the characters you'd have like a template that yeah. you're working off of but for um, characters like like the planeswalkers we see are immediately recognizable as the planeswalkers from yeah. the cards, from the packaging, from the yeah. So I, I think some of the cool character designs are like long existing cool character designs. <laughs> yeah, but again, like I say, it's 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 um it is there is elements of like interpretation and like yeah definitely that are always going to be there like as in like, and and the artist's individual style that will alter things slightly they'll make they'll like have their own version of like the model mm. yeah that's true um like their Vriska is slight like has you know like is is slightly different like in a way from like the cards like their you know like it'll be even if it's just in a case of like the way that you know the head will go into the sort of like will go back into the 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 i'm doing the the air quotes hair <laughs> like yeah um, um snakes and stuff like but it's kind of like ditko's spider-man to mcfarland's spider-man in it they're the yeah the yeah. core, the core yeah. concepts are there they're always going to yeah. be the same sort of colors and rough design but even the cards are re-released with Exactly. New packs. Yeah. So the same yeah. card might have three or four different types of art on it. Yeah. I get you I get your point. Like these are not completely Origi- unique. completely original designs. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I guess I'd kind of argue within the world of high fantasy, there are very few times that um things seem really original. Um Yeah. You know, within that. Yeah. within that kind of swords and sorcery, that, that is true. Because we all know what an elf looks like. Because elves have basically looked the same since Lord since of the Rings. Tolkien. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, that's true. Have any, anybody read Seven to Eternity? Oh, it's on my list. I've read a tiny little bit. <laughs> I think that's quite a good one for for creating a familiar feeling, but quite unique uh, mm. kind of fa- fantasy sort of world. That's by the way. Um, I will say, however, people with their eyes sewn shut always creepy. Yeah, always creepy. Yeah, don't matter where it is, it's always creepy. That's true. And also, I will always um, enjoy like a monster, like a monster, like in this one, it's like the Eldrazi sort of creature thing at the end um, that has ribs open. 
I will always think, oh, that's great. Um, (laughs) In part of like a monster design, um, because it terrifies me in a way where I'm just like the idea of rib trauma. I'm just like, oh, oh no, no, thank you. (laughs) Um, I thought the, the script could be a little cheesy in parts. Um, I think some of the kind of one liners and zingers were, were a little, a little bit sort of on the nose. Um, Having said that, I don't think, I think they keep the text to a decent kind of level. And I think they do a decent story in telling the story, a decent job in telling the story through the text without it having to uh, be too exposition-y. At least once it's got past those first sort of three-page information dump. Yeah, once it's past the exposition, it's not very exposition-y. Yeah. Indeed. Um, It's a lot better once it gets past that initial info dump. I I did find some of the script a bit annoying. (laughs) Yeah, I I hope that it'll get... I'm sure since it's a licensed property... It will. It won't have to worry about immediate cancellation. No. I just. I hope that it kind of gets to stretch, like that. That it gets uh, to stretch a bit more, and actually, kind of. Now, now that we're past the exposition, mm. um, like the initial exposition, yeah. like we're going to get a bit more. I think next issue where they'll go like, oh, what are the Eldrazi like? Um, yeah. and stuff but I, I really hope that McKay gets the room to, to actually kind of work on some of that stuff free from having to just write exposition yeah I think the thing is can you develop a situation where you can tell us the law without it just being taught like can you can you find a fun oh, yeah. way to explore these worlds and it's, it's a very it's like a difficult situation to be in mm-hmm I really like the uh, the covers of both this and issue two by Matteo Scalara of mm. um, Black Science fame. Yes, fame the look. issue two cover nice. is is quite nice. Yeah, um, with yeah, like the shifting uh, faces. Yeah. So, uh, does anyone else have anything left to say on uh, Magic: The Gathering? No, particularly. I just, yeah, I just think if, for whatever reason you're coming to this book, I, I can't help but feel you might be a little disappointed. Um, but I agree with you. I think I am, because of my taste for magic, I'm pretty willing to give this maybe another two issues mm. to see if, if it'll click into place. But I'm not going to be too precious about it if it's... No. Uh, that, that was actually a question I was going to ask, because I think we mentioned on a previous episode that me and Will did, there's it the 85 thousand copies of this or something mm. absurd yeah. sold at issue one so yeah my question was going to be as the magic player of the, of our gathering yeah um, <laughs> well, yeah nice. I'm, I'm like a broadly retired magic player pokemon only you go on the weekends but <laughs> <laughs> dragon ball z card game to break up you know they long, yeah. long oh yeah like i get out of that digimon card game sometimes I think I saw, I think Warhammer having another go at it as well. Cause they yeah, I got their really old, like, second edition. Yeah. Um, second, like, second edition of Warhammer um, card game that they did. Um, and, yeah, I think they're doing card games again. But I've not played any of that in a long time as well. No. 
But I, yeah, I just want this comic to have substance, I think. Don't just be a continual kind of name drop of cards that I like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it can get into that, it can, it can yeah. ride that sort of Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, when yeah. licensed properties are good sort of wave, then great. And if it doesn't, fine. Still like the game. I, I, I <laughs> say that. But just you wait until you, I see your face when they when Khan appears. <laughs> I would quite like it if we could introduce like names of cards and stuff, but like in a different context. So if it could just be like <gasps> Gaius Cradle or like you know yeah. just Black Lotus. <laughs> yeah, if we could get the that kind snail. of. I love the truffle. Snail. Awkward He's introductions so and stuff. <laughs> I don't know if yeah if we could like replace all swearing with just like random exclamations of card names I'd be into that <laughs> yeah, um, yeah all, all I know is I keep seeing adverts for Magic the Gathering Arena on mobile yeah. all over YouTube yeah. lately every other video so now whenever I watch these videos I'll think of this comic oh, yeah man. yeah um Speaking of thinking of magic, Angela, a shadow man. Yes, shadow man, yeah. He lurks in the shadows, he's a man. <laughs> right, shadow man is, to the surprise of no one, because I'm introducing it from Valiant, um, written by Cullen Bunn, artisted by John Davis Hunt, colourist Geordie Belair, the hardest working colourist in comics, yep. um, and lettered by Clayton Cowles, who is a fairly decent letterer, for those of you who follow letterers' careers like I do, because I have no life. Um, so the characters of Shadow Man, you have Jack Boniface, who is Shadow Man. He lives in New Orleans, um, and he is the host to the Shadow Lower. It's spelled L-O-A. I've never come across the way I pronounce it Lower. correctly. Lower. There we go. Thank you, Matt. Um and see, the problem is, is the comic opens with an explanation that's essentially wrong. Um, if you've been following Shadow Man recently, <laughs> I'm gonna, that's not how I'm gonna, comics work. That's not how comics work. But basically, we're just going to dive quickly into the fact that there have been two runs of Shadow Man in Valiant. There was one in the '90s, and there was one. Uh, well, there's been several in the you know modern era. Um, this harks back more to the '90s law. Um, as we're into law today, um, rather than the more modern runs that we've had. So those of you familiar with modern Shadow Man will be confused. Those of you familiar with 90 Shadow Man will also be confused, which is extra. extra No one wins! (laughs) That's that's the right kind of compromise, though, isn't it? Everybody loses. Everybody loses. (laughs) Yeah, so essentially, Jack Boniface, who is a saxophonist, for those of you who who care, um, that doesn't come into play much in this comic at all, apart from he misses a gig, so... Take that with what you will. Um, But he is the host of the Shadow Lower, um, which makes him Shadow Man. Yeah. Um, And then we have, you see, New Orleans has the veil, the space between our world and the dead side. The dead side is a really, really complicated concept that we're not going to get into here. Go read Valiant books. Read the Book of the Dead. Read that. Read all of that. Read Dr. Mirage. <laughs> you want to know about the dead side? It's super complicated. But the essential point is it's kind of like an otherworldly hellish realm that exists alongside our own and occasionally monsters break through. And it's Jack's job to kind of, you know, deal with said monsters who come into our world and murder and kill. 
again, this isn't really what we've been used to Shadow Man because there was a whole other thing that's been involved with Shadow Man. But this is what we're going with. This is what Columban has chosen to tell the story. So he's going around uh, making sure that these monsters don't kill people. Um, and then we've got uh, Baron Samaday. Sam- Samaday. Samaday. Thank you. Correct me again. Ah, see, I'd always um, gone Samaday. Sorry. Samedi. See, these are the questions. Um, again, he's a complicated character, and his appearance here, again, it's not quite within what we have been expecting from Shadow Man. But anyway, he gives Shadow Man a job, essentially, to go to a mansion where an old woman called Elspeth Moria... Thank you, Matt. <laughs> um, is holding some sort of ritual to try and break the veil between our world and the dead side, and bad things happen, and he has to, you know solve the problem and essentially yeah i would it valiant are of course re-releasing for those of you who don't know the shadow man game if you follow their twitter you'll be very aware of this and it does feel a little bit like that's why we've released a comic about shadow man that harks back more to that era my first note of this was that it feels like both a reboot and a continuation yes but I'm not sure what it's a continuation of. So I, I don't know if this is meant to like pick up from the 90s with some of the references that have been laid down in the video game, or if this is meant to pick up from like two years ago, which I can't remember for the life of me how the last run ended. Um, no, wasn't he battling Master Dark in the last run and Master Dark's sister? I thought just What's the sister, because I thought Master Dark's a tree now, isn't oh, he? Oh, he is a tree. Yeah, that's right. He's a tree now. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad that we've managed to say something absolutely bonkers. <laughs> in, this is like, in the good straight old off days. the bat with Shadow Man. This is in the so, good old days when Valiant was, was, you know, decent and was not afraid to turn a character into a tree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those were the days. Yeah, he had the whole thing with his sister. And, yeah, it didn't... And it doesn't feel like a continuation of that because this didn't jog my memory at all with the last run. But it did jog my memory with 1996. <laughs> mm, so, a good vintage for Shadow Man. I, I mean, it was all right. He was blue then, though. He was more of a blue. He was. Yeah, yeah he had that whole blue tinge. He Not had the blue tinge. Going there, no. No. See, um, I'm... Uh, I'm a Valiant fan, but not so much necessarily the kind of mystical side of it. Um, mm. I think I've struggled with Shadow Man and Dr. Mirage um, as characters uh, a little more than some of the others. I don't think... You might correct me if I'm wrong, Angela, but I, I don't think Shadow Man's ever had a defining run yet. Like I think there have been good no. and bad bits, and I've no. only read anything since 2012. Um. And the first two volumes of the initial release were quite good. Mm-hmm. The third yep. volume was complete trash. <laughs> it was it was awful. I I'm inclined to agree with you on this. Yeah, I, I think would. I, I think it's been very back and forth. We also see in in the past of Shadow Man, we see amazing ideas that then play out off screen. So when he was yeah. reinvented as the magpie with the dreadlocks oh, and the sick. glowing blue yeah. chains. Yeah. And then the whole plot happened like between volumes. Yeah. So I I and I feel like this is very similar as a first issue to the first issue of the original 2012 Shadow Man. Yeah. So it's like old people are doing something suspicious and kind of a cult and in New Orleans. 
Orleans. New Orleans and there's mansions and Shadow Man's here to save the day and there's stuff happening on the fringes. Also, he constantly takes advice from bad guys, from yes. Master Dark, Baron Samedi, Babel, takes their yeah. advice and basically he's constantly like, I know this guy's the villain. I can see. He doesn't have any skin on his entire head. He seems like a good guy. I'm going to trust him. him. He seems like a character who cannot learn from his mistakes, which is odd. Will's right. There is no defining. That is one of the problems with Shadow Man is we don't Mm. have a decent defining run for him like we do with other characters, like with Archer and Armstrong, you've got Van Lenty's run. Yes. With Bloodshot, you've got Lemire's run. With Exo, eh, I don't know, depends. He had a, you know, Vendetti? depends. Yeah, Vendetti Kint? probably over. I'd Vendetti go Vendetti over Kin. But yeah. we don't, no one seems to know, because the other problem with Shadow Man is he is black, and there is also this little awkward magical Negro stuff that we have to kind of not go too far down the rabbit hole with. It's just a really difficult character to try and actually do something with, unfortunately. And particularly if you're yeah. Colin Bunn. I mean, no, <laughs> no offense to the guy, but well, he's still a white man, and I think it, the, based on something which is seems to be kind of voodoo, uh, New Orleans style kind of spiritualism and magic. I think it's a really, really cool setting. I, I love the idea of that. But despite it being set there and like Baron Samady being part of that kind of mythos, it doesn't feel like it's about it. It doesn't feel like that is a an important part of the storytelling in any way. I think that's maybe a missed opportunity. Um, that it just feels like that's the reason for his powers rather yeah. than any driving force in, in the plot. Um, it does feel a little bit like Cullen Bunn has been like the valiant i don't know like go to i mean he did the roku series and the punk yeah. mambo series and now shadow man and i feel oh, it's brian michael bendis isn't it yeah. a little bit and it, yeah. it's it's strange because I, I don't really i like colin bunn as a writer yeah, but same. i kind of feel like what whereas a few years ago we saw valiant series that were quite tailored to what like yeah the yes. did bloodshot and whilst i don't believe bloodshot was like the top of lemire's characters he dreamt about writing as a kid i think when he came in he ultimately made it his own the same with jody hauser on faith or um yeah, fred, fred van lancy yeah. matkin i kind of feel like and, and whilst fred van Lan- fred fred Whilst whilst Fred Van Lancey is a, is someone who wrote yeah, basically Fred, anything whilst, uh, available, Fred Van Lancey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I kind of feel like Cullen Bunn is being just like chain given kind of mini series to write at this point, and See, it feels I, a little odd. The only thing is, I feel like Bunn, um, like if you've read the Sixth Gun, um. And some of the stuff in there with um, to to do with like uh, the lower and uh, like particularly like Haitian um, mm. Haitian like voodoo stuff like um, there's some there's some decent stuff um, in there and I, I I I feel like Bun could do a good Shadow Shadow Man I think like that oh, this yeah. that this could that that like it's not. It's not necessarily the strongest first issue, um, but like I, f- I, I like Bun 
enough and I have like a strong enough faith in his sort of take on like this is going to sound with American mysticism and like like, American take on like other sort of like other cultures mysticism that kind of grows in that like in, in that sort of multicultural America, like America, that um, that kind of breeds that 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 breeds these sort of like mixed folk wars, hybrid 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 religions, and yeah, um, where things are coloured by each other. So like from just from like Sixth Gun, I I think he could do a a good Shadow Man run. I think that's fair, and. Yeah. Um, I think one of the massive positives with this book as well um, is I think John Davis Hunt and Jordi Belair, I think the art and the colouring is absolutely is really good. We, in particular, I think Jack's like transformations and we see like the shadows yeah. like almost bleeding off of him and then design stuff like him using the scythe and then the scythe kind of becoming like a broken up scythe to be a whip later on. Cool. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. And I think the colouring really works with that. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. I think the art is definitely a positive, particularly in that first double page fight, which I saw loads mm. and loads in the promo kind of leading up to the release of this book. Yeah, a little bit too much, I think. It's uh, yeah. maybe a little bit too much. It for months. Yeah, but I do quite <laughs> a, kind of like the almost action figure style design to everything. There's a tiny mm. panel where I think he gets punched and does a backflip. And the way that it's yeah. shown is he him looks like... so stiff in that flip. Yeah. And it's like perfectly side-on. There's no background. And it feels like something that would happen in a... Like a Jerry Anderson puppet thing. Where yeah, from, like yeah. a shot motion kind of backflip. They've set up mm. one shot yeah. to kind of do this do this action. And I, I, I don't know, I really like that. I've enjoyed... Uh, that kind of goofiness about it, I think. I I think that's mm. yeah. Yeah. There's some good stuff in that fight scene. I'm almost I feel like it would have been nice if we had more fight scene stuff, but it's hard to fight a cloud of uh, locust. In my experience, I they don't know did, about you guys. They but. did quite well with rendering the locust fight, considering <laughs> that yeah, it's 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 literally insects that you're yeah. trying to deal with. Obviously some limitations to how that fight yeah. can when there was action, though, there's a bit where he kind of beats up three guards. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I thought that was a good, like, three-panel moment because he talks about being stronger and faster. And in those three panels, like, when he punches the first guy, the other two are, like, only just noticing he's moved. Or I think at least I got that impression. That yeah, that they, is yeah. the way yeah. it works. They don't move because he's so fast. And speed sometimes is really hard to show in comics. I think that's why Flash has a huge red tail. It's like, how else yeah. do you mm. kind of show motion and speed? But I think that really did it with the, their reactions to him just being so delayed. Yeah. And by the time they knew what was going on, they're already on the ground. I think that was a good sequence of action in that moment. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um Again, I found the script a little annoying. <laughs> in this. Yeah. It's just little bits like don't get your lower in a twist. And I just, oh, it just feels so obvious of like a little sitcom language that it made, it was a bit eye rolling in parts. I think the best, the best dialogue is probably between him and the poor little monster in the basement. Yeah. 
that was because I didn't like some of his interactions with Baron Samadie were like, yeah, he's a bad guy, dude. You know, he's a bad guy. <laughs> he's just basically telegraphing he's a bad guy. Whereas it was actually quite touching that bit with the bond. That was my favorite bit. Yeah, that um, might be the best so. page, I think. Yeah, page. and then it's like, you know, I was right. You are gonna save me after. <laughs> Yeah, that that I think was the strongest bit of it for me yeah. in terms of the writing. I think if they can build that idea though that to us they're monsters, to them we're monsters, and Shadow yeah. Man is like the arbiter in between. Yes, I think that's a cool place to be and and give those monsters some empathy as well as making mm. them horrifying, but also show how humans like abuse that from our side it would also give reason then for trusting in people like samadhi it's like well yeah. he might have his own agenda but he's not exclusively evil i think if it can if it can write into that direction i think that could be a really interesting basis for a shadow man book and i like you said yeah. uh, matt i really like the sixth gun i think like yes. I, I think that's a really like great series of books and i know what colin bunn is capable of doing when mm. like he gets it right but I've also read, you know, Deadpool back in black for some reason. <laughs> and that was just, it was, it was real bad. Um, yeah, I don't know. I hope, I hope, I hope he nails it. And uh, I think there's certainly room for it. I think there's room for him to, to get into mm. that. Yeah. I'd, I'd like for him to do well. Cause I, I want a good shadow man book. And I'd like there to be... I don't think this is going to be a definitive run, but I want it to be good. I, I do also wonder, and this is probably something I can look up and find the answers for, I, I'm curious if this is going to be like a mini-series or if we are hoping for this to be an ongoing, because I think almost all Valiant yeah. books at the moment seems to be Minis. one arc and done. Yeah. I'd I, like to see them put some faith and support into Shadow Man, especially if the game's like their... Hey, we're getting back into the video game business, guys. Because that went so well last time. Hey, guys, Acclaim is back. <laughs> in a big way. I could see a, a, a potential of Valiant just sort of changing their kind of marketing ideal and becoming more of that rather than the, the broad ongoing. I think that is super hard to sustain if you don't have... Yeah those really big name characters and even people who come in on the ground floor and love these characters, I think are unfortunately the minority in these sorts of books. And I get, I get the feeling that like standalone stories, sort of like a Tintin model where it's the same character in the same world, but just like another graphic album format of just like, yeah, like that, that just release a story. I could see Valiant sort of, yeah, edging into that and just going, look, we've got all of these characters, and sometimes they'll cross over and have an adventure, but they just sort of live in these one-off, uh, yeah. sort of eight-issue chunks every now and again. And don't get uh, me wrong, I, I I agree with that. I think that when we've seen like short runs on characters, like I don't know, I can't think that Faith, Faith is like Faith what four, very, four volumes. Yeah. yeah. Or um, Quantum and Woody, same again, is like, what, four volumes and done. I, I'm yeah. okay with that format. I think one of the things that's bothering me with Valiant at the moment is it seems like they're putting out one volume of everything, yes. waiting yeah. for the massive hit that they'll then capitalize on. But yeah, if you do a Punk Mambo book and then 
wait for Punk Mambo to get massive. You're going to wait forever. I, and I love Punk yeah. Mambo. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. Punk Mambo's amazing, but it was never gonna. I, I can only buy the trade yeah. once. Well, I, that's not, I can keep buying the trade, but ultimately it's just going to look really successful in Manchester, England, which is yeah. probably kind <laughs> of fitting considering she's from market. England. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it would be nice for them to do like they did, like Vendetti did fifty issues of, of XO, um, and he did them all, and it that was a really good, decent run, and then they rested it, and then Kink came along and did thirty odd issues, was it? It's about like that, yeah. yeah, and again, then they rest him. And I, but at the moment, they're not even letting them go that far. Like at the moment, it's like five issues, you're done. Yeah, we're and not even getting be... a second volume for. Do we know if for... like Savage yeah. is a is a mini? Yeah, Savage yes. is just five issues, I think. Five, yeah. Which I think is a good thing for that particular yes. in a way because it's quite comedic and you know it's it's fun, it's light, it's not telling a serious tale i love yeah. its bits that book but it's not ever gonna be you know it's not gonna win awards is it um but at the same time i don't want it to just be there and then we leave it for years like we did with savage the last time where we had a very quick run we left it for god knows how many years and then we prick it up again it's completely different which i like because we're reinventing it and then we're going to leave it for a lot you know many more years and then you know in 2028 someone will go hey should we should we do another savage book for like five issues it would be nice to spend more time with these characters and get them time to develop and have a couple of story arcs mm. i'm not really i don't want because i get this is why i don't read a lot of marvel and dc because it just gets exhausting trying to keep up with the same character week in week out for you know years on end and it's like just just give him a rest give him a rest chill for a minute let but peter I, parker sit down yeah let peter parker have five minutes where he's happy i don't know it's, <laughs> it's like but at the same time i don't want i don't so i don't want a massively long goes on forever run but i i would like something a bit chunkier from valiant that i can get my teeth into and because i like reading singles something that will actually get me excited month on month that is going to keep me going for a little bit because most of the singles that I read and enjoy these days are limited runs and it's like I want I want something bigger that's going to last me you know at least give me 12 months for god's sake <laughs> give me something yeah I hear that I think yeah. it's not quite how I like to di- digest comics personally but I can I, I get it I like it is hard if you if you like buying singles and I think that's people get into those traps a little bit, don't they? They just keep buying them despite not enjoying them. <laughs> like, yeah, that um, is a that is a problem. That that's I've why had. Angela can never quit Bloodshot. <laughs> that, yes, <laughs> God, I want to. But... <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the other thing that annoys me. Is like the one that you've given quite a long run to is the worst book. Thanks, Valiant. Yeah. But I almost, I, I just, yeah, I think I'd almost prefer it that other way where I can just pick and choose the best bits that I want to read. Where, because I will go back and read like Lemire's Bloodshot. Yeah. The yeah. best Bloodshot. Because it's kind of a three volume self contained. And I will go back and read The Delinquents. Yeah. And I will go back and read Archer and Armstrong. I mean, that's seven volumes, but nonetheless, it's a, it's a, it's a contained mm. um, set of stories. And I like that they can live outside of the bits that I don't like 
the following yeah. Archer and Armstrong series or yeah. what followed? There was no there was following. No, there was no <laughs> series after. Just one no. really good issue where Faith and Archer go on a date. Yeah, yeah. things like. One- it's like a standalone. Yeah, yeah. Was a, that was a good Angela, issue, Angela, if be you fair. could have, like, any character or group at the moment have a run, who would you want it to be? And why is it Archie and Armstrong? And why is it a I'm torn with Archie and Armstrong because Van Lente's run was damn near perfect, and yeah. I don't want to sully that. But at the same time, I absolutely love those characters, and I mm. do don't want them to just live forever in the pit hole that was the last run, which is yeah. just, find a way to just erase that from continuity, Canon. Get rid. Um but there's so many valiant characters that I wanna see more of. Like I wanna go back to the Geomancers. I wanna see Gil yeah. again. I want more of that. Cause there's a whole lot. There's K McHenry. We've not seen, mm. you know, yay <laughs> <laughs> Who is now Deathmate? Bring that back. There's there's hints. But yeah, any character EXO probably not because I think EXO's been done. I don't know. Yeah. No There's cares. allegedly an EXO Manowar trade coming I, out I, like I, imminently. Yes. I so. think giving Ninjak a run would be good because Ninjak had kind of simultaneous runs, but he had like there was Ninjak and then there was Killers. And it just felt really bitty. He could he could do a proper you could do a proper ninjury ninjack run. So yeah, that's not really a new one in there that's um, got unusual yeah. kind of like two D art. That yeah, looks pretty interesting. Rumor has that the problem at the moment is there's not a lot happening with Valiant at all. It's just. It, it was announced last year. In fact, mm-hmm. if not even the year before, it was announced that the new ninja was coming and we're, we're still waiting. I think that the new free comic book day, I think they've put together a taster of the new ninja, the new Harbinger, and the new EXO. Yeah. I don't want to take this in a kind of negative direction, but right. the world doth not need more Pierre Sanchez. Just... No, yeah. that is true. It's, I yeah, don't, that... yeah. The only thing I want to salvage from Harbinger is faith uh, at the moment. Um, and talk. Can't and tell talk. you why, but talk. I yeah. don't know why I've... St- I love talk now. I hated the guy, and now I deeply, deeply care about talk, and that's a really uncomfortable place for me to be. We're talking about when he had to shrink his hands to play PlayStation. Because <laughs> that, really, that really worked for me. The- I think it's that same volume where whoever the artist was, it was like he'd never seen a baseball cap before. And (laughs) every time he drew talk wearing this hat, it was like, are you all right? Is this like your view of baseball caps? That they're like this alien concept? Are you saying that we shouldn't? employ people who've just woken out woken up out of like a 70 year coma <laughs> and have never seen a baseball cap i i just actually this is something i was going to touch on i'm just going to like asterisk this for the silver coin thank god that michael walsh has seen a guitar i <laughs> because one Good of my choice of the telecaster biggest yeah. complaints in comic books is people who draw a telecaster and then in the next panel it's a les paul and then it's a strat and then it's just a plank of wood with a box taped to it i'm just i'm really glad that he's like looks at guitar more than yeah, once say, uh, then like the one next panel it's like a shoe box with a with a length of like a kitchen like with the kitchen roll holder elastic and, uh, bands, plastic bands. yeah i yeah, so 
I, I just want people to look at the things they're drawing before they draw them. If if I'm asking too much, that's okay. I'm sorry, but how dare you not draw from? But yes, yeah, so I've not answered Matt's question, but yeah, all of them. <laughs> no, I was just curious because of how but you yeah. were talking about it. But yeah, I would. I think I think Ninja would be good to have a proper run. See, I want to see what happened to Generation Zero. I mean, they got killed off, but I want them brought back, and I want them to have a long, happy life where they exist and have adventures. I. I completely agree with Angela, and I I think I, I was in a lot of valiant Facebook groups for a while, <laughs> and I'm out of all of them now. And one of the reasons is everyone who isn't me and Angela mm. hates Generation Zero, and I just want to make it perfectly perfectly clear: if valiant, if you're out there and you can hear this, Generation Zero with a fucking bomb, man. Yeah, yeah. Gen Zero. I was into Gen Gen Zero. I think I I remember liking them. I think they could have been Valiant's opportunity to do something slightly akin to Hoxpox, where I would have mind to see Gen Zero go and make their own community. Yeah. Sort of carve out a bit of America, which is theirs, and use their powers to the service of their own community and sort of have people looking on and being jealous that these Psyots who have been enemies of the state and and enemies of the world have sort of carved out this semi-paradise. And within that, you could have good stories about uh, politics and, and the inner workings of this kind of paradise. But mm. I, I think there's a lot you could have done with Gen Zero that, uh, well, now they're dead. So, and Valiant will never bring anybody back from the dead. That's, that's what they, what, that's what they that's, said that's, in yeah. 2012. However, that was, that was one of Dinesh's rules and Dinesh is gone. He's so... gone now. So we could get in there. He's, gone. He's got a whole new set of rules. Yeah, he can do what he wants yeah. over a bad idea, but now DMG can just, you know, go digging up whatever bodies they want. Apparently, ENIAC is really yeah. good, but I can't <laughs> get it, so who knows? Yeah. Mm. I, I, I would like to put forward that if you want to review bad idea comics, despite the fact that we can't get them... I'll just write just write what you think it's going to be about based on the title. <laughs> yeah, and the summary. if you want yeah. to cover if you want to cover every issue from Bad Idea on our website without any knowledge other than like the synopsis they put up, and on just hope that this website. means that they'll start sending you actual um, <laughs> copies so that I you won't a... be. <laughs> Someone's yeah. got to make Will stop because he's just making up a comic yeah. book series and reviewing Eniac. the story of a beef sandwich. Yeah, like. <laughs> Um, I'd, I'd be up for that if any of the weeks where we don't have that much to review for the site we just make up some comics and review them I'm down with that uh, I just Hello. like causing chaos I yeah. think that's yeah. who I've become so, remember uh, when we were talking about this month's comics and instead... yeah, speaking <laughs> so, of which that, I think was, that, the many, that was the many tangents of the and, podcast and now the many deaths of Layla Sias <laughs> very yeah. good um, yeah, so The Many Deaths of Layla Star is uh, my book this month. It's uh, written by Ram V, illustrated by Felipe Andrade, uh, with colours by uh, Inessa Morrow, and it's lettered by And World Design. Um, it is basically, it's um, set in, it, like, it's set largely in uh, Mumbai uh, so far, um, and has that sort of classic premise of what happens when death is no longer 
um, a is is no longer a thing. Like that when 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 death stops uh, stops being needed, and it's um, but like the interesting thing with this one is that that's not happened yet. We just know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The child who will basically defeat death has been born um, in this first issue. Um, and as such, uh, what I believe is Brahma, uh, like the god, uh, the the godhead at the um, at the top, at uh, the top floor of uh, the of the business sky of the business tower, um, has fired um, death, which I think is Kali, um, and now Kali has been. Um, forced to take on a human, uh, a human form, is most unhappy um, about this because humans age and weaken; they get sick, and if you do all those things, but you don't get the release of dying, that means that you're going to be like that forever. Um, I really like that that's played off as like a termination package. Yes, like, we're letting you go, but don't worry, you get to have a life as a mortal. Yes, <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah, horrible it's, deal. It's just got to be said. <laughs> yeah, um, and Carly basically manages to says to uh, the uh, receptionist, essentially the private secretary, look, please make sure. That the human body that I'm put into is close enough to this baby that I can kill them. And we've also been following throughout the story um, a girl called Layla Star, who has at a party thrown herself out of a window. She's jumped um, out of a window and has died. Her body has been taken to the morgue. And that's where our two characters uh, happen to meet, um, as like uh, as uh, death is is reborn um, in this body, um, in the same hospital as the, as uh, as the child um, baby called Darius. Now she goes off on this mission to to kill to kill him, aided um, or partially sort of aided. Um, by a, an adorable ghost called Mun Mun. Um, I love Mun Mun. Um, I like Mun very much too. And yeah, it's all kind of it. It goes from there, and it's about sort of whether death can do it, especially now that like. They are in a human body and are burdened with human feelings and human weaknesses. And, yeah, that's a lot of it. That's the there's, there's more, but but uh, I think it's more interesting to, to read kind of the rest. really enjoyed the tone of this book a lot. Same. I think we're quite used to seeing 
gods and pantheons being sort of normalized like what's it like when a god has a job and yes. <laughs> and uh, all those things the simple twist of sort of basing it on i believe hindu i believe so hindu deities yeah. and and that pantheon immediately makes it feel like familiar but also really new um you kind of yeah. know the, the scenarios and the situations but being that it's based on a different cultural basis um i think is great and it, it, i think that gives it uh just such a unique tone i think yeah. mumbai looks really good mm. oh um, yes yeah I think I'm not going to say it's, it's a character, uh, I think, <laughs> but I do but think she that will the city. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like it's, it's a character. The third, it's the third main character. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I was only going to, to to finish off by saying I, I think in a lot of comics, cities become anonymous. Like it might tell you, like this one set in L.A. You know, well, okay, but it's just straight steel grey buildings, and mm. I think at least in this, it. It looks what I think Mumbai looks like. I've never been, so I can't, you know, I can't say for certain. But it looks different, and through that, it feels different as you, yeah, as you watch and, it I play. Mean, Ram has a lot of it, like not just experience with the place, but of writing set in and around it. Yeah, I, I think the art actually feels quite similar to Ananda K's art for Graffiti's Wall. So it kind of yeah. feels like this is almost a kind of supernatural other side of the same kind of story yeah definitely it almost very slightly reminded me of a ghibli only in the sense that some people are drawn to be quite true to life and some mm. people are drawn as real like caricature cartoon yes. style the woman yeah. giving birth in the mm. back of the taxi who uh is obviously becomes important to the story she is drawn almost like a uh, like, mrs shah mrs shah yes. it is drawn quite cartoonish but Layla Starr herself is quite realistic broadly for, for comic <laughs> comic art yeah and I think that combination just playing off against each other yeah just gave me that slight uh slight Ghibli vibes mm. yeah I and I don't I don't think that's something we often see with this kind of story. So that's kind of, it's a nice little contrast. I also thought for this, um, particularly in the narration, I got a real kind of Neil Gaiman, Alan Moore type vibe with the kind yeah. of style of the, yeah. Just the You're just thinking about American gods. No, I was actually thinking more like, um, okay, so there's a lot of parallels here. You know, in, oh God, what's it called? Is it, um, there's that arc in Sandman where Lucifer quits. Is it? Uh, <sighs> it's good. It's it's a very good bit of Sandman. But <laughs> it's yes. It's like it's up there. It's either volume four or five. Um, Season of bests. Fucking could be, couldn't it? I don't know. <laughs> um, a game of you, it is not. So let's go with Season of Mists. Um, <laughs> but I kind of got similar vibes with the fact that obviously like, Lucifer quits and hell stops and no one's going into hell because no one's there to supervise and everything kind of gets put on hold. So I guess the feeling that we've got a similar narrative with, well, death's going to stop and... 
Yeah. Um, Death's unemployed now, so yeah. <laughs> Death's been yeah. coupled I... up with the narration style. And I've, I've, I've said in the past that I think um, Rom V and the rest of the White Noise Collective feel very Vertigo-inspired. So I mm. think there's just yeah. a little bit of a vibe there in the way he's written that narration that feels... Yes. I also just associate Alan Moore with that same kind of early Vertigo type thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I, I love what Felipe Andrade does with, like, the bodies of the of the gods. Like, allows, like, um, with Death being like, Kali has, like, six arms. And yeah. they're always doing something, all of them, that you mm. couldn't be doing with two arms. Like, there's a great... Uh, sequence where uh, she's getting ready to go in for her meeting. Yeah, like doing all the makeup and all that. Doing the makeup, and in one ha- one hand she has like the compact. Um, in another she has like the lipstick. In one she has like um, like powder uh, mm. and puff. Like and in, and with two others she's doing her hair while she has a folder. Um, in another and one like yeah, and it's, it's all stuff like that. And like with um, with Brahma having like the 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 multiple faces. And stuff, and like how that kind of looks when they're in motion, mm. and stuff. Yeah. It's really sort of thought, really well thought through, and sort of enjoys what these unconventional like bodies allow. Um, and like even with like the, the clothing as well, that's obviously in consideration. Like when when you know like a suit jacket and a shirt has to have extra armholes, um, and stuff like it's it's very cool. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. I think the the color palette's really really nice as well. It's yeah. almost all purples, like pinks through to blue, pinky yeah. purpley blue, and every now and again you'll kind of get a sort of quite orange moment, and then they really stand out when it hits you with a bit of kind of orange or quite ready pink, there's a sort of two page sequence. that's all done from first person. Uh, when Layla star is, is running well, death in Layla's body is kind of running down the stairs at the hospital. Mm. Mm. And that sequence I think is, is just superb. It's all done through reflection. Um, and it just feels so kinetic seeing it kind of that first person view and really surprisingly unique for comic books. It, it's now I've seen it. I think why why isn't there more like point of view art style? Yeah, that's true. Where, where's my like peep show comic? That's the <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh god, every like, every uh, issue just opens up with a lyric sheet to flagpole sitter. Don't say it like that's a bad thing. <laughs> um, I. I think the art's really nice, and I think the perspective stuff is really good, especially, like, I like the way that we kind of see Mun Mun in, like, almost every panel through that. Yeah. I, I think the kind of blue and teal, blue and teal are the colours I'm going to go with here. I was yeah. happy with that. Yeah. Um, ghost is different. I think it's not a colour scheme I, I associate with ghosts that often, at least not ghosts in comics. No, that's true. Yeah. But I think that's something, it's that sort of slight uncanny valley of the type of horror comics that we're probably quite used to seeing, but just through a, a completely different lens. And I think it makes everything a little bit more interesting because of that. Yeah. Mm. Every yeah. kind of yeah, element. Of 
yeah, it's like approaching something with a with a different cultural vocabulary. Yeah, and yeah, yeah like I know what a ghost is, but what's a, this culture's yeah, what, version of a ghost? What, yeah, exactly. Like what? You know, how does this? What's this culture's relationship with certain ideas um, and experiences? Like, like yeah, you know, universal experiences like death um and and stuff like how are they kind of you know viewed um and stuff as like an anthropomorphized like yeah so it's it's always great to kind of the the more of like similar starting point ideas for stories viewed through different cultures is yeah a fascinating thing that i always want more of Mm. we've done quite a lot of rom v recently Mm. Um, yeah, but I <laughs> think I think that just the reason being he's on such a hot streak. Everything he puts out is at the very least interesting. Yes, um, I must admit I haven't read any Swamp Thing uh, as of yet, but it's giving me some Immortal Hulk vibes. So that's oh, uh, oh, will don't say that. That'll mean I need to read it. It looks it looks <laughs> quite promising, and because it's got Rom V's name on it, I think mm. I, I might I might give it a dip. I don't know a lot about Swamp Thing as a character. I've read a couple of the couple of the Alan Moore trades early on, but I, I can hook you up with some Swamp Thing. I, I own all of it. Sure, I'm a you can. Fool, crazy fool. Um, but yeah, I think we keep coming back to him for a reason. Is that he, he's just an exciting guy right now and he's making some uh, really really interesting and different comics all the time yeah mm. good for you yeah yeah <laughs> good on you, to you sir. I-, I think that's one of the things i think as as a writer he manages to have a similar style in a lot of his books but i think he always has a different story to tell and just yeah. a style i really like as well yeah, and whilst yeah. I think we get similarities, obviously the we've seen repeated locations of India between uh, Graffiti's Wall, Black Mumba, Layla Star, uh, that other one we read, These Savage Shows. Um, but I think we always see a different side of that, and we always see... Maybe that's one of the things, it just feels nice to see something that's not New York City and not... <laughs> Yeah, not, not, think, not London. It's <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. easy from a Western perspective as well to see Mumbai as just being one thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. if you've seen one film that has Mumbai in it, but it's showing the perhaps the slum side of life, a bit like Graffiti's Wall. But it is, of course, as complex and as rich a city as anywhere as in any the world. Yeah. And to have somebody like Ram V, who obviously knows that and is familiar with it, and can translate that into what is broadly a, a kind of Western medium, mm. I think is yeah. it. I think is brilliant. I think that gives I can learn something about Mumbai <laughs> without yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think that's great. I love yeah. it. Word. So. Yeah. Um, Shall we go on to our individual rankings? Yes. Yes. Uh, cool. Who wants to go first? Uh, happy to go first. Excellent, Will. I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of derivation from this, I will be honest. I'm not saying my opinion is... Uh is golden but i think i'm worried we're gonna have the exact same again i think me and you matt at least but then we do every week so it doesn't really matter now does it (laughs) 
<laughs> we just the different aspects of the same person it turns out oh, no. <laughs> i got all of the beard i was gonna say you, you're hey the i can grow a beard i've just been shaving a lot i just can't stop that's my problem <laughs> right so in order um number one the many deaths of layla star uh i think it looks as good as it reads I think it's super intriguing. Next down would be Silver Coin. I really like the anthology format. There is a risk that each issue isn't as good as the last because it is a different writer. On the other hand, there's also the risk that every issue is just fucking gold. <laughs> and it's really, really <laughs> awesome throughout. Um, but yeah, excited to see more of that. Um, Shadow Man, I think, is partially problematic, but actually could set up a really good modern run of Shadow Man. And I think uh, Magic sort of doesn't quite succeed at anything it's going for, despite being quite pretty in places. And, you know, saying words like Niv-Mizzet that I like. Yeah. Uh, I hate you, Will, because that is exactly my order as well. My um, <laughs> Layla, yeah, Layla Star. I loved it. Like I've said, like, it's the starting point of the story. The Like I say, the idea of, like what what happens when death is uh, death is eliminated? Like isn't you know the most original sort of starting point, but like I do like the fact of like I so, say like it's not happened yet. We just know it's going to happen, and also like we're seeing it through a different cultural lens. Um, it's also gorgeous with with the good colours. Um, and yeah, so number two, uh, Silver Coin. Um, I am a sucker for like a good anthology series, and an anthology series where it's like where with a with a with a strong sort of theme and something that like unifies it well, like even better. Um, as long as like they keep up having sort of good. Uh, good, uh, like a good writer um, each each time I think this could be a great little uh, great little series uh, then yeah Shadow Man um, I liked elements of it and I do like Colin Bunn like and I like when he's I like some of the stuff he's done tackling similar things in the past and so I feel like it's possible he could make a good series here um magic the gathering in last place it was it was fine um it was a perfectly sort of serviceable um thing that happened to have like fairly nice art a lot of the time if like i say a little too clean a little too shiny a little too digital like but still really really pretty um, and I feel like, like I say, once the, once having to get all that exposition out of the way is sort of done, that it could actually be quite fun because it's a, like, it's a setting that is pretty much infinite. Um, and you can tell what ever stories you feel like you can get approval for from the magic higher-ups. <laughs> um, I think it's worth noting it's more than a cheap cash grab at a license. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, like, despite us, I think, all being 
relatively negative about it it's better than than just that exactly like i we i know that we've probably come off a little bit mean on it at some point but like it's i i i feel like there's that something good could happen with it once the exposition gets out of the way if it gets like if the characters develop more of their own individual voices as well like but yeah uh zach uh, i'm gonna go reverse order so we end on the positives oh and um, so <laughs> yeah uh so fourth for me is is magic a eh? i've got two notes for magic that i wrote down yesterday when i was reading it one is it's fine and the second was i think if you really listened at around five five thirteen on saturday no matter where you were on earth you could probably hear the sound of me shrugging and whilst i agree with what matt said and what i suppose what will said i can't really remember what he said but i'm sure it was nice i am it was niz mivet just yeah i i'm kind of i'm open to be proved to to being proved i'm open to being proven wrong but I don't think this will build into something where everyone has their own voice. I don't think this will build into anything. I think there will be one volume of Magic the Gathering. Oh. And we'll never hear Boom Studios talk about it That's again. The prediction. Zach, Zach has got his like baseball yeah. pointing out of the stadium. Zach, Zach is pointing out <laughs> of the stadium. He's calling his shot. Um, <laughs> and he's waiting for the pitch. I just, I, I think we're going to get six issues and i think boom are gonna go well we tried and maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll get a reboot from a different point of view maybe we won't i just so kind we'll listener to, please we'll write this down yeah and check this out but in a year's time i want to know which has sold more magic the gathering or spawniverse <laughs> don't don't worry will i'm gonna buy eighty-five thousand copies of spawniverse <laughs> No. I can't even afford one copy and one. I, <laughs> um, one. <laughs> uh, second, no, I'm, I'm going to reverse order. Third, Third I'm, I'm going to go Shadow Man. Um, I want this to be good, and I, I want it to be a promising run. I'm just not sure narratively there's enough of a hook in this one to convince me and I, historically let's face it i own all of shadow man hell i own most of it in singles and in trade mm. i i have no standards i i don't care i will read all of shadow man but that doesn't I, mean I'm you not, can't want better yeah i'm not sure i should read all of shadow man <laughs> i just know i will um I think there's some cool things here, and I, it, and I think the art is ultimately what's getting me. I'm not sure Cullen Bunn's writing is the real hook for this. We'll see. I, and I like Cullen Bunn, so may, maybe it's just the first issue isn't the most, like, hooky of... Like, I can't remember whether it was Angela or Will who said it, but the idea of, like, Shaman is basically being, like, the intermediary kind of the... Pers- like the 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 kind of balance between uh between them acting kind of to settle disputes and stuff i think that's a that could be a cool approach yeah um, like they like the like the that we got a like helping a monster 
like who is yeah. in like mm. stuff like where it's like that yeah i feel like right. we've even seen hints of that in previous shadow man runs where he's yeah. not always a total bad guy i think well not a bad guy to the yeah. He's not always a total bad guy from the point of view of the demons. Was there a nice demon in something? Oh, it was. Yes. Oh, no, God, that was Tama, wasn't it? Tama was friends with the nice monster. Uh, yes. Stupid Jack. He can't even just be nice to the nice monsters. <laughs> Jack's got issues. Number two. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Layla Star. I think it's a killer first issue. That was a poor choice of words, but I stand by Ouch. it. Yeah. Um, I think I'm I'm going to really enjoy it. I think it's going to be probably a really good trade. And I think money on the table, cards on the table, something on the table. I think this should probably just be a graphic novel. I think if, yeah. this, was com- yeah. if this was coming at me the same way as Graffiti's Wall in the similar nice hardback feel. I'd yeah, I'd that. love this as an OGN, much yeah. in the same way we're talking about Carmen. Yeah, like last yeah. time. Give I'm me- not sure this needs single issues, I think. I think that this issue actually ends well for reading it in a an issue yeah. by issue format and if it does that each time what is in like ends as well as this one does i can yeah. see it working in issues but at the same time you could just have chapter breaks yeah uh, and don't worry yeah. if you can stick the landing on every trade sure uh, but I still I want this in a nice pretty hardback that looks yes nice with graphics yeah. as well and um, that other one that we like Black Mumbo I, yeah. I want them lined up in a nice they're all in different categories because of the way I've ordered my books but I'll change that whatever so um, which company was it that for a while would do a single issue and then a trade Scout they're still doing it Scout, yeah. Scout. Oh. See, I think that's a good idea just that single issue to get a taste and be like yeah I'm into yeah. this and then immediately and, and go buy the buying. rest of the story I, I've that's... heard a lot that people think people who I've heard a lot from comic book readers that people who buy the first issue and then buy the trade are killing the business so I kind of like the idea that Scout looked at that complaint and, and went, went actually let's okay, make that all right, let's make that the business let's, let's do it I think yeah. the problem with anybody who says they're killing the comics business doesn't understand that the business of comics is fucking nonsense. Yes. Yeah, it's like it, it just, No other type of media in the world tries to sell their things the way that comics do. Um, it's like and- if I tried to tell, <laughs> tell you every single song from my next album and then asked you to buy the album as well. Mm. But yeah. also, yeah, selling you the songs one at a time with a week in between. Sometimes there's a delay, you don't get it out. Sometimes the songs aren't even part of the album. They're part of another album that you're doing yeah. with somebody else. And some, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes you've had to have like, um, due to deadline issues, you've had a diff- you've had a different guitarist um, come in, <laughs> yeah. and they have a totally style different is style. Completely different. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good metaphor for this, and that sounds like absolute like bonkers and it is so yeah anybody who decides they're going to tackle the comics industry good on you um controversially do you guys want to release that album and just see how it goes like <laughs> like sometimes think... we'll have clarinet and sometimes it'll just be a yeah. bass solo sometimes yeah. it'll be just was... you know spoken word matt are we talking about like yeah. are we talking basically about like brian one of like brian wilson's mental breakdown albums here or are we talking about like a captain beefheart um, album oh that's two sides like of the same horrible coin trout mask um, trout mask replica this this could be our trout mask replica 
Well, our, our yeah, replica trout mask replica. Ooh, that's a good name. I like. It. Um, sorry, I Back let's the... let's put a pin in that until we stop this episode. But um, number one is silver coin. Um, this this just speaks to me as the guy I am. Uh, Joe as a guitarist actually looks like my friend Kyle, which is all I could think from start to finish. And he was a good guitarist, and I haven't seen him in about five years. So let's just all. Hmm. Did, did he um, have a silver coin? <laughs> Last time you oh, saw him. I'd never thought about it, but you know. <laughs> I, I just think this is a really good start to like an anthology, you know, relay race type story. And I think knowing that we've got Kelly Thompson, Ed Brisson. Oh, God, I'm missing someone. Jeff Lemire. But I thought there were five. Is there not five? There might be. Whoever. Jeff Lemire is obviously who I thought we were ending on. But I thought if, if this is Zadarsky... Thompson, Brisson, Lemire. I'm into I, it. I think at least listed for the next issue. That's the yeah, uh, yeah. names. And whilst I I loved this oh, kind of Walsh, Walsh, Walsh. Starsky, oh, Thompson, Brisson. Yeah. Yeah. There are Walsh. five ones, just the artist. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so whilst I think this was a really good starting issue, and I'm kind of into the pick of destiny red shoes thing, the next one it's Friday the thirteenth, man, and that's who I am. I'm <laughs> going to go put on a hockey mask, sit down and read it, you know, chainsaw next to me, machete on the other side, and I'm going to have a fucking good time. So, yeah. I'm sure that's what you all want to hear. Angela, what about you? I am also going to go backwards. There'll be a reason for this. So, <laughs> uh, fourth, Magic the Gathering, the comic based on the game. Um, because. Uh, yeah, it's just a lot of exposition. Um, it doesn't speak to me as a comics person who knows a little about magic, but not a great deal. So it's failing, failing me there. Um, there were moments where I was like, I understood that reference and felt like I could only... I was like, yes, I know who that character is. I've heard of them. Um, but most of it just was like, there's a lot of reading here and it's pretty, but that's about it. Um didn't really do much for me. A shrug. Uh, yeah, that's the way to sum it up. Um, third, I'm going to go with the many deaths of Lila Starr, but there's a very personal reason for that, in that I'm currently working through a bereavement at the moment, and reading about death doesn't really help with my headspace. Yeah, <laughs> and bad timing. I, yeah, I recognise it's a really good book. I really like the art in it. I think the writing's really good. It's just me on a personal emotional level right now really struggle to read it. So that's, that's why it's there. Mm, yes. um, that's why I'm going backwards because I want to explain why I put such a good book third. Um, Shadow Man is not as good a book in terms of the writing, certainly. I really like the art. It's Valiant. So I was going to say it gets the automatic Valiant uh, bump up. I'm obligated. It's never gonna, you know, it's never gonna be last if it's a valiant book. I'm, I'm morally obligated to, to have it higher than that. someday, um, someday we have to take a look at your contract just to see if you are, you've got a conflict <laughs> of interest with the podcast. Yeah, yeah sorry, I can't, guys. Valiant, have me. Um, I really want it to be a good run. I don't think, based on this, there is potential for it to be good. Um. 
I'm just really worried that it's it's not going to do as well as it should. Um, hopefully, it will be a bit more coherent in terms of which Shadow Man era it's going to hark back to and why. That would be pleasant. Um, but I like the art. I like the Dead Side monsters, even though they're you know evil. Thank you. Um, yeah, I I you know I can relate. Um, so yeah, that's why that's there. And I'm going to go Silver Coin at number one because I like the art, I like the lettering, I like the writing. It's just a, it's just a nice, rounded thing. And it is getting me excited about the next ones mm. in that particular anthology run. But that as its own, if that was all we got out of the Silver Coin, I would be perfectly happy with that. Yeah, and that, that is like the fun of the anthology that like I've got to say before, like, is that you can just get really excited um, for for it because, like, you're just like, oh, yeah, like, just we're getting something totally different, but on similar themes, like, next time. It's always exciting. It's mm. what I get so much out of the sort of 2008 and Dread stuff. Yeah. Is that you've always got... Your like, future shocks in there. That's and- it. You've always got co-current stories that read from week to week. And then you'll always have just one or two often scattered in that are just absolute standalone, mm-hmm. sometimes just three or four page stories. And uh, they're often the ones that stick in the head the longest because yeah. they have quite a clear and poignant message and it just plays out in, uh, yeah, in like five pages or few. <laughs> yeah. Um, so should we uh, have a word from our sponsors then? Uh, Angela. Yeah. So thanks, Matt. So our sponsors are Travelling Man, and they stock things like Magic the Comic <gasps> and Magic the, the Cards as well. Everything you, you know? could possibly and want. Magic the Funko Pop. And, and Magic, Magic the, the Board Game. I believe there's Magic a board the game board as well. Game. Basically, if you like Magic, Travelling Man is an option for you for your retail <laughs> <laughs> For your retail desires for everything related to Magic the Gathering. Love um, Magic, live in Lincoln, tough. There's no travelling man <laughs> there. No, uh. travelling man. <laughs> no, travelling man are in Manchester, Leeds, York and Newcastle, the north to some people. Um, they are also at travellingman.com for those of you who are desperate to buy some magic related items and do not live in those cities or within commuting distance. So yes, there you are. They have mu- they have other things. Um, they have comics and games and everything you could desire in the Funko Pop line mostly. There you go. <laughs> some of us are very specific about our Funko Pumps, I'm just saying. There's been, yeah, there's been a quite specific vendetta on the... <laughs> <laughs> Funko Corporation today. I, I, I'm, I, I can't tell you what, like, I, I, I am not their biggest fan. Probably best you don't. We might be getting sponsorship from them soon. <laughs> oh, like, don't worry, I'll sell out in an instant. <laughs> God, I Good love to know. Good to know. Good to know. So, yeah, there you are. Those are our sponsors. Check them out online, in person, over the phone, or, you know, if you're travelling interdimensionally, you might want to pop by. Send a telegram, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Homing pigeon. <laughs> so, four. on on <laughs> on this... Just shout out your window. Yeah, just scream into the you. void. <laughs> as long as you say, as long as you uh, address it to Travelling Man as you shout, <laughs> it'll get yeah. there. 
And say you were referred by Bigger Than Capes. Very important there. Um, so I think that might be the end of our April roundup. We've been Angelo, Matt, Will and Zach. Yes. We've also been Bigger Than Capes and we shall continue to be. And remember that comics are bigger, bigger than, than Capes. Capes. I was first. I win. That was nearly coherent. That was almost good. Ha <laughs> ha